0: Hey guys, in this episode of the Distinct Brand Podcast, we sit down with Marcus Ogden, former NFL athlete, entrepreneur, keynote speaker, executive coach, best-selling author, and marketing leader. Marcus talks about turning around your life through trials and tribulations and the power of social media branding.
1: All right, Marcus, we appreciate you joining us today. How's everything going? Everything's going fine, fine, man. Just lovely Wednesday. Trying to get some things done. How about you all?
2: Uh, we're, we're doing well. We can't complain. We appreciate you joining us. Excited to chat, you know, and to kick things off, you know, for those who don't know Marcus Ogden would love to hear, you know, your background, your story, and just really give an overview of who you are and, and everything you've been through thus far.
1: Yeah, my name is Marcus Ogden. I'm from Washington, D.C. I played in the National Football League for almost six years. Uh, my brother Jonathan played for 12 years with the Baltimore Ravens. He's a Hall of Fame offensive lineman. Uh, first battle Hall of Famer. He's one of the top 100 football players in NFL's history. So we grew up in a football family. I went to Howard University, played Howard. I got out, graduated, again, went to NFL for almost six, I played for almost six years under uh, Jaguars, Ravens, Bills, Titans. I was drafted by the Jaguars and Jack Del Rio, who's the current uh, defensive coordinator for the Washington football team up in uh, the Washington area. And after the NFL, I really struggled with transition. I didn't market myself properly. I didn't really know what my brand was when I was leaving the game. And unfortunately I got into a a really dark period for about six months. I was an alcoholic. I popped a lot of, you know, painkiller pills, hydrocodone, hydrocodone, uh, nightlife, gambling, all things I could do really bad. On top of that, I lost my father about a year and a half before that. So I wasn't, he was only 57. So I wasn't expecting it. And after feeling sorry for myself for about six months, I found a construction company. I marketed, I branded, I became the largest African-American subcontracting company area of of site work and dirt work utilities in the city of Baltimore, state of Maryland, and I won the Subcontractor of the year award in 2011, minority, and that's why I tell everybody that was the beginning of my downfall, because when I won that award, I became very arrogant, very egotistical, very selfish, very uh, focused on just money, money, money and I ended up losing one of my best employees. And like he predicted, six months later, it was like it was like basically December of 2012, uh, we shut our doors and then February 2013, I had to prepare to file a bankruptcy. My home was foreclosed on, I left Baltimore, came to Raleigh where I'm currently now living. And when I got down here on top of my home being foreclosed on, both our cars were repossessed in the same day when I got down to Raleigh. And I had $400 to my name, gentlemen. That's it. That's all I had left. After having millions of dollars in the pros and construction, I mean, my company at its height was a $15 million a year business, eight figures. And I was a multimillionaire in April 2012, April 2013. I am bankrupt, I am broke almost homeless, with only $400. I was working uh, at Merrill Lynch. I had some grace from the NFL. As at Merrill Lynch in Durham. After about two months, I get fired. All my fault. Next day, get a job to a construction company. It's a masonry contractor. Give me a company truck, phone, laptop. Five days later, I'm fired. They shut down the parts division to the to organization. And as a result of that, I ended up losing everything including my self-respect when I was basically fired from two jobs in the same week. And I just literally came to a point where I said, all right, what am I going to do now? And I started coaching football, branded myself, marketed myself, built some relationships. Problem was guys, when the, my kids got into the season, they stopped training as much. The money stopped coming in. I needed a job. I took a job as a custodian. It was actually this month. It was seven years ago this month. I was a custodian making $8.25 an hour. I had a pivotal moment and so much trash got on my bare skin, clothes, body, everything. You can think about spoiled milk, rotten banana peels, rotten meat, everything you can think of bad. My skin, my clothes, my body, everything. And that was my wake-up call. That was my pivotal moment. And so what what I did was I came home and said, okay, well, what do I want to do with my life? I am good at communication. I'm good at storytelling, and I want to help people. I said I'm passionate about helping us, so I computed and became a speaker. And I started September 2013, seven years ago, and it took me two and a half years to get my first paid job, two and a half, 30 months of being told no on every paid job I went after. Got my first paid job for a college down in Wilmington, North Carolina, and I haven't looked back since. Uh, I've been marketing, I've been branding, I've been doing all the things you all talk about, I've now worked for 17 Fortune 500 companies. I do consulting all across the globe. I have clients that are in all industries, food and product, to real estate, to marketing, branding, to technology, you name it. But marketing and branding the last four years has been a major part of our brand getting back and continue to climb from where we were in the gutter to where we're trying to get to the top of the mountain.
0: Wow, no, that that's absolutely incredible, Marcus. And I think you know your story very much has multiple highs, multiple lows there, with lessons in between. And I think there's a lot to unpack there. And before you know, we even dive into the branding element side at the end and how it's continued to help you become successful. Right before that, you mentioned you know you hit a point where you were a custodian and you were making that life decision to to focus on your passion. Can you talk to us a little bit more about that moment where you made the decision to go? in on your passion where you were going to market yourself you were not going to lay anything back and you know what what happened there and how how you made that happen versus when you were out of the nfl and you decided to start a construction company i bet you know these are two different points in your life where you've had you're coming out of two crazy different experiences how did those experiences ultimately impact that final decision when you were a custodian where you're like now this is time where i'm going all in
1: so when I left the NFL and I started my construction business, I started for the wrong reason. I started it just to make money. I, I, I had money put away good several hundred thousand, almost a million, a little a million dollars I had put away, but I started that because I wanted to make money and I call it the big check syndrome. I chased the money, I chased big checks and that's what happened. I got overextended. I literally grew a company, had a lot of success, but I didn't know the business. I didn't know it. So I didn't sit down and figure out what were my strengths and what was my passion because I was hitting the bottle, I was hitting the painkillers, I was all, all gambling, nightlife, clubs, all that stuff, that my mornings were just kind of me trying to wake up and get myself going again and, and getting over that hangover. I didn't even process anything. And I just said, okay. I went to an event at Morgan State. I heard Congressman Elijah Cummings, who passed away a couple of years ago. He was very close to Obama, Congressman for the state of Maryland. Heard him speak, was inspired by him. Started my company, grew it, but then it crashed and burned. As a custodian, what I decided to do was I looked inside myself first. I call it the inside the outside theory. I realized that why my company crashed and burned, I with not knowing about it, I had no accountability, I had no ownership of failure, and I always blamed other people for my faults. As a result of that, that's when I said, okay, I got to fix this, it starts with me. What three things are you good at? What are your strengths? And then I computed that into what I felt would be a good career for me. But I had no idea it was going to be this hard. But still, I was able to push through it and persevere through it because it was the strengths. I just, I did a podcast uh, not that long ago. and She got a great quote, a great caption, a great quote for me. And she captioned it. If you don't love what you do, you will hit the wall. And that's what happened. I hit the wall with construction. Yeah, I made a lot of money. Yeah, I had all this notoriety. Yeah, I had all this fame. Yeah, I won awards, all that stuff. But I didn't like it. So I was always coming home feeling drained and tired and all that stuff. And I needed the nightlife. I needed all that gambling. I needed that to really pick me up because I enjoyed that. But at the same time, I hated my everyday nine to five or six in the morning until six at night. I hated it. Now, Am I tired at night? Yep. But do I need the nightlife, the gambling, all stuff? Nope. Married man, two daughters, you know, loving my life because is it hard work? Absolutely it is. But I don't hit a wall because I enjoy speaking. I enjoy consulting. I enjoy doing podcasts. I enjoy giving back Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, gentlemen, that's the legacy I want to leave. So today I'm much smarter and I pick something off my strengths and my passion versus construction, I was just chasing the almighty dollar.
2: And the adversity you've overcome, I mean, is, is inspiring. And so, you know, when you look at today's athlete, right, things are obviously a lot different with social media, the access that fans, friends, everybody just sees a lot more of their daily lives. How do you think your career would have been different if when you were in the NFL, there was social media and there was a lot of people talking to athletes about, branding and planning for after sports how do you think that might have changed you know your story
1: oh my it would change everything because i would have figured out how to brand myself so when i left the game i was prepared and i wasn't like having this huge gap of transition not knowing what to do next and this is why i'm hoping that a lot of athletes for example, I saw Derwin James, who plays for the, for the Chargers, is out, another, out again for the year, torn ACL or, or some type of meniscus or something really bad for six to eight months. And I'm hoping that Derwin – he's a Pro Bowl player, phenomenal player. He's had an injured like two of his – his first you know, three years. I mean, so I'm hoping that he starts to think about, okay, I want to keep playing football, yes, but what's my life after? Do I want to brand myself? He's a Florida State guy. He's probably big in Florida – Create the brand. That's why I had the construction company in Baltimore. I played for the Ravens, the Ogden name was there. It made sense. In my current business, I had nothing and we restarted from the bottom. And now I'm never gonna leave Carolina because I have a lot of businesses here. There's a lot of technology here, but I've really worked hard in my local area. I tell about all the time, become a local known person, become a statewide known person, then become a national, then go international. So we started here locally a lot of free stuff a lot of free jobs uh, boys and girls club football programs. So we worked hard here. Now, of course, social media has helped us grow much more exponentially and much more expeditiously. But if I had football, me, if I had social media when I was playing, I mean, we had MySpace, I and mean, that wasn't anything like today. <laughs> if we'd have had that, it would have been a huge, huge difference for me, because I would have got into something and built a brand, and I would have left the game prepared, and I could have gone. For example, uh. Michael Griffin's old teammate of mine, and him and another guy—I forgot the guy's name—they start like the cupcake business. Like they brand themselves as the cupcake guys. Like you know, all big hard football players, uh, Brian Arakpo—that's who it is. So they have a cupcake brand. You know, they have one in uh, in Nashville. They also have one in Austin, Texas. They both play for the—they uh, both play for the Texas Longhorns. So that's what they're doing. Um, I saw one of my other boys, uh, Stephen Tote, played for the uh, for the Detroit Lions, middle linebacker, who's my teammate with uh, in the, with the titans great football player he has a coffee shop you know he retired around 2014-15 he's transitioned very nicely into his coffee shop so again i'm seeing i'm seeing athletes use the platforms a lot more you know wiser and which is great but we didn't have that so it would have definitely change me for the better uh, of having that
0: For sure. And I think a lot of athletes now, you know, especially those that are coming towards the end of their careers and even now getting into their careers as rookies, they're being very mindful, you know, of their personal brand as well as of their passion and life outside of the sport and integrating that into social and being able to market themselves accordingly. Now, I think a lot of conversations happen where, you know, you hear these athletes are being told you need to do this. You need to, you know, know your passion, um, integrate it, brand yourself. And so you have something to work off of when you retire. Now, my question, you know, to, you is let's get a little bit more detail the actual how behind that you know when you identified your passion and you decided that you're going to go in all in on social what were the steps you took to make sure that could actually be successful because i just think you know oftentimes these athletes they know they're being told that they have to but they don't know where to start so where would you say they would have to start to get that off the ground and build that brand presence
1: first thing they have to do okay so what number one is you have to decide what the brand's going to be the brand needs to be off your strengths, right? And off what you know and have experience in. That's number one. Number two, create, I call it you have ambition or you need to create a blueprint or a business plan of what you're going to do. That includes what kind of finances do you need? Who's your target audience? What's the marketing strategy? Networking, old-fashioned way, what's your digital marketing strategy? What's your social media marketing strategy? Build up your database, right? Create things, write blogs, like build up a a business plan that's cohesive to the brand and what you are passionate about, have experience in. And then third and most important final step, start telling your inner circle what you're doing and why you're doing it and when your product will be to market. So again, you have to know what the brand is off the experiences and passion you have Two, create your ambitious business plan. And again, it has everything in that standpoint, right? Where you have your marketing strategy, your product, your target audience, your price point, how you're gonna hit that target audience, how you're gonna get it out there, are you gonna go automation maybe some point down the line where you get enough of you know, a following, right? Build up your content. Then, third, tell your inner circle. If you don't go to your inner circle and lean on them and let them know what you're doing so they can support you, then why the hell are in your inner circle?
2: I love that, and I was taking a look before this interview uh, at your LinkedIn presence. You know, I think that's something we're always telling athletes is think about LinkedIn too. It's a great place to connect. You know, with with business minded individuals. How has LinkedIn, you know, helped your career? Um, and what are some of the positive things you've seen from that?
1: LinkedIn has built our career. If I could do a commercial for LinkedIn, I would. It has been the number one platform for our business. I've worked for 17 Fortune 500 companies in the last four and a half years. Some people don't get one or two. I've, I've been blessed, I've done 17. Of the 17 gentlemen, 10 are Fortune 100. Think about that, seven years ago, gentlemen making $8.25 an hour. Today, seven years later, I've worked for 10% of the top 100 companies in our country as a speaker, a coach, or a consultant every last i would say 95 percent of my clientele i've worked with has come off linkedin there's a catch it takes time there's three things you have to do when you're posting on linkedin one you have to have engaging content good picture images good caption writing don't speak about all about what you do pull in other people pull in how you've helped other people pull in even when you talk about how you've helped other people it will shine a light on yourself and what you're doing. So engaging content. Number two is diverse content, different things. I have four different buckets. I've got business type of content, I've got family, I've got miscellaneous, and I've got community. Divvy it up, diversify it. Don't talk all about your business. I talk about, I was talking to a lady today who might become a client of mine. She works in, uh, in she does like, you know, uh, just different products and stuff like that, insurance. I'm like, ma'am, Everybody has insurance products. They're all the same. Maybe a little bit different here or there, but they're all the same. But there's only one you. Who are you? What have you been through? Why should I relate to you? And I tried to get her, and I asked her the question, why are we having this conversation? Why are you and I coming having a talk? She, she couldn't get it. I said, well, did you like my story? Cause I met her off a webinar that I did for a company called Insperity. And I was like, yeah, I really did like your story, Marcus. I really appreciate that. I'm like, that's the same thing you need to do to get people to want to draw in and relate to you. That's what it is. And no one's doing that. And I'm telling her the businesses that are doing that are setting themselves up for success. So diversify your content. And the three is consistency with your content three times a week posting. And when people comment on your posts, engage them. The more you take time to answer people back, like what they say, Thank them for taking time to comment on your stuff. It only builds up your authentic base of clients or potential clients that can maybe eventually buy your products.
0: I love how granular you are with these steps. You know, your ability to come in and literally write, you know, step one, step two, step three, this is what you have to do. I think it's super helpful for anyone, you know, jumping into this who knows their passion, they know how they can make money, but they don't know how to market themselves. So then what is your response to the individual that comes to you and is like, Marcus, I'm doing all of that. I'm posting three times a week, I'm posting a variety of different content. It's very consistent, but I know it takes time and you know what what am I supposed to do in this time? What is your response to individual who's individual you know obviously understands it's not going to be overnight and that it, there is going to have to take consistent effort over a period of one, two, three, five, or
1: eight years? I tell them, if you're not ready to go in for the long haul, don't even bother starting. Because if you don't want to put the work in, if you expect overnight success, wrong thing to do. People say, oh man, he's an overnight success. Chase Daniels, number two overall to the Washington football team. Joe Burrows drafted number one to the Bengals. Uh, he's an overnight success. No, the hell, he's not. He's been playing football since he was what, nine or 10 or, or in high school, right? Minimum of eight years, four years of high school, a minimum of seven years. High school football, four years and three years of college, right? You know, you know minimum seven years. Most times, the guys are playing, you know, between 10 to 12 before that. There is no such thing as an overnight success. Oh, the Rock is an overnight success. 1995, he had $7 in his pocket. You talk about branding, marketing from tequila to Under Armour to buying the XFL to uh, positioning himself as the highest paid actor. Is The Rock a good actor? No. Do you like his (laughs) movies because you cheer for him? Yes. I've seen everything, I've seen uh, Rampage, which was Boo Boo. I've seen Jumanji, I've seen Skyscraper, I've seen you know, all the stuff he's done with Kevin Hart, you know, all these things he's done. Why? Because I like him. He's not, a, he's not a Robert De Niro or Leonardo DiCaprio or Al Pacino. No, but he's the highest paid actor in the world today. Why? Because people like his brand. So it's it goes the world over. And like I said, and like Bob Eager told the Rock, it, uh, to build something of global appeal takes at least thirty years. So you crazy, don't want to go the long haul, Don't mm-hmm. go all in. Absolutely.
2: And when you look at, you know, you speak to all these Fortune 100s, Fortune 500 companies, from a speaking perspective do you tailor your message to each one of these companies is it is there similarities in each speech like how do you approach that knowing that they are in different industries and it's different audience each time you're doing that
1: first step of being a speaker what is the audience hiring you for okay is it leadership is it growth and strategies and tactical execution is it sales is it diversity and inclusion figure out what they've hired you for right that's number one number two you go to the next phase, which is you always, always tell your custom suit story, but you tailor the action steps to fit their industry and also to fit whatever the theme was you've been hired for. My speeches, when I tell my story of who I am, always the same. But when I'm talking about, if I'm talking about leadership for one client, I might have a couple slides about leadership in the beginning. I'm doing diversity and inclusion. awesome slides about diversity and inclusion in the beginning. I've got a webinar tomorrow for uh, for a company called Sherm doing tomorrow evening from five to uh, from five to six. Oh yeah, five to six. Very excited about that. Right, it's a big step for our brand to get to the next level. Right, so that's kind of what we're doing in that in that regard. And then what happens after that is on the action steps, give them applicable action steps that fit the topic you were hired for that is critical that is key you can't be a speaker going up there just wanted to off with your mouth hey how are you i'm here to tell you about my story great that's great you motivate me but how have you helped me to help myself if you don't give anybody action steps that are like you said earlier young man granular follow step by step you're not going to inspire anybody motivation is short-term gain inspiration you breathe life into somebody and tell them how to do something them to have the same success you have in their industry, then you become a top-notch speaker.
0: Well, Marcus, you know, thank you so much for for joining us on the podcast. I think you've provided so much great value, you know, being able to break down all all these different initiatives and approaches to what you're doing in your life, you know, is beyond incredible. We really appreciate it. And I think you've really, you know, given with these granular steps a roadmap for listeners on how to get things started if they feel a little stuck i think you really did kind of provide them with that next step so i guess then to kind of wrap things up you know where where can everyone find you where are you on social media where where are you online
1: so i can go to, to uh my website www.marcusmarquesogdenogden.com. m-a-r-q-u-e-s ogden O-G-D-E-N.com. LinkedIn is Marcus Ogden, Instagram at Marcus Ogden, Twitter is at Marcus underscore Ogden, Facebook is Marcus Ogden. We also have a speaker page on Facebook. I would highly suggest anybody that wants to really take this a step further that can't afford my coaching one-on-one or we're actually working on what's called also the mindset funnel, which is gonna really help people who are stuck wherever they are through a step process, achieve success, how how you can build a super strong bend, okay, everybody's mindset bends, but never break mindset. We have a mindset funnel. We also have something called a subscription model we're coming out within January of next year, where we're gonna have 13 videos per month, one big video, and then 12 smaller videos, one on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, to give you one action step that day towards like a goal setting theme or a networking theme or a marketing theme and then we're going to do that for the year you can access that through our website as well but if people can't afford that which obviously people can't which is totally fine you can pick up the success cycle it is our bestseller. it's on amazon.com barnesandnoble.com it's in barnesandnoble's bookstores all across the country and it's an audible book that amazon bought the rights to it's called the success cycle. It talks about three major keys to have success. Ambition, create your blueprint. Drive, being inspired, motivated. And hard work, focusing on yourself, not the competition. If you do those three things in your life, gentlemen, no matter what you want to do, what industry, you can have ultimate success in your life.
2: This was excellent. Thank you so much, Marcus. We can't wait to see what you accomplish next. And I appreciate your
1: time today. Absolutely. Have a great day, gentlemen. Thanks, you, you too. Take care.
0: That's it for this week, and thanks again for tuning into the Distinct Brand Podcast. This episode is available through iTunes Podcast, YouTube, and Spotify. Follow us on social media, subscribe, and leave a review. Once again, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode.